had to share with me. to the Baron's Hideout podcast. I am your host, Dustin. I'm Aaron. And uh, today, we are here to talk about a movie I have never seen until about a week ago called Edge of the Axe from um, the 80s. I think it was 1988, I think is when it came out. And, um, oh man... Corny. <laughs> I um. Like everything about these. Corny. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, even though it was really corny. Um, the opening scene. Uh, I thought. I don't know if it was really out of place. But the way it happened with her, with the lady. So, everybody knows we are going to be going into spoilers, and um, we're not really going to be holding a lot of stuff back. We'll try to go into detail with some of the behind-the-scenes stuff with uh, the director and uh, how the um, 
actors are and if it because it was mixed with like English and Spanish and a bunch of other stuff and uh, I think there was also some re like uh they had a o- dub some of the the talking um but we'll go into that later right now we're pretty much going to strict straight to um just how the story is and I have a bunch of notes here, and my co-host Aaron, I think, also has some notes down. Right. So we're going to try to go through the movie um, bit by bit. I have some key points here, and then a lot of other, like, random stuff. So we might not go into the whole thing, but um, we will see. But um, starting off, we get this opening of a car wash, which is so weird. And then um, it's just a lady, and uh, she has a music playing that wasn't... I think also does the music repeat later on in the movie? I f- totally forget I think, if that's the same song. I think so. Um, they did have some weird like dubstepy sounding like that like techno. Yeah, it was like some like really like pre like dubstep like um hip hop weird music that like I don't know how I feel about the music choices, but um we'll get into that a little bit later. But starting off. We get uh, it looks to be a nurse, or something, or somebody from a hospital, mm-hmm. in a car who's going to a car wash. She's smoking a cigarette. She, we get like a little glimpse of a um, reason why I'm saying hospital right. is because you see like the cross, yeah. see a little cross, and she lights a cigarette when she's in um in the car wash and just ordinary whatever and then we get some really weird shots of seeing of like the whole like car wash working which it's really weird how they would have gotten that shot if they were in a real car wash because mm. i feel like all the equipment would be so right. because they were like really in on that yeah. you know um and then um the music continues to play in the background she's not talking at all and then we get some weird like you kind of get like a feeling that something's gonna happen because then we get a glimpse of somebody running behind the scene to flips a switch to stops the track from her car, I think, to move, and um, then we just see her look up like ah, <laughs> and I then just an axe goes screen. through, yeah, <laughs> and then um, the axe just shatters the window, and then you see blood, and then I think you see the cross again, and then it jumps to. Um, a dude on a motorcycle who has a bunch of equipment on the back and goes to, to the okay where he goes I have to address the um the buildings look so futuristic did you very realize like that? metro like I don't know yeah like whatever the design like that they were going for was really weird in like the setting that this movie is mm-hmm. But I think they were trying. The reason why I think they were probably going for like a futuristic look is because um, one of the main characters who we're going to get into very very soon, who's uh, his name is Gerald, is very into computers, and I think the reason why they were trying to get his house or it's not even like his house. It's a dude named Brock, I guess. Yeah, he's like a hermit or something, and um, when he shows up here, I guess he's from out of town, and I guess he's like living with this dude Brock and he brings him a shirt <laughs> and he's like he's mad at him at he's Brock's mad at Gerald at first it seems like, like because I guess he's using all the electricity <laughs> or whatever and um so once he gives him the shirt he's all happy and he goes in there with I guess more computer gear or something so that's why I think the, the houses looked a little futuristic but um aaron what did you think of the beginning of the movie leading up to that i point? think that uh that first scene um that first uh kill was um i think it really set the tone for the movie honestly um you know Agree. they uh they're all very it's very like that classic like slasher just you get blood splatter yeah. and i love it to be honest <laughs> And um, I, I, we get, like, a really quick glimpse as to what the killer looks like. But the white mask, at first, I was not it, a fan. And, like, the, 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 I guess, yeah, and then I think it's a trench coat or, like, it a raincoat. It's so weird. Yeah. And then, um, uh, so, 
leading up to uh, the whole Brock encounter and going into um, Gerald going in there and I guess setting up his new computer. Um, we jump from that to a really quick like jump to a lady in a house and there's like squealing pigs oh, yeah. and stuff and then and it's it's really funny because she hears something and then she goes out right nothing is wrong all the pigs are fine and she seems fine but as soon as she gets back to the house she's like freaking out over absolutely yeah, nothing she's when the door that? locked it all like as if something <laughs> Yeah, it's like she saw something, but us as a viewer, we didn't see anything. Yeah. Like we heard the pigs squealing and everything, and then after that, see somebody go and take a pig or something like that. Was that before? Uh, well, regardless, I think it was. She um, oh, yeah. was was it yeah. all right? And then after, um, she hears another noise, but it's in the house, and then she goes into the room where this is the a, a pig head right. on. The uh the bed, which uh is this before or after the Godfather? Do I don't know what year the Godfather came out. Um, I don't remember. I can look that up real quick because I wonder if they were doing that like as as a reference to Godfather or something like that. But you know, it's a really really quick mm-hmm. shot. Nineteen seventy two. So this that was like way before this yeah. movie. Um. So. We get that, and then I think after we meet this new character, I guess, like this movie, if you guys haven't seen it, it jumps from character to character you to character. You just so, again. <laughs> yeah, so for, forgive us if we don't know the character's name, because we only, like, some of these people only see, like, once in a movie, and they try to make him seem like it's the, the most important person ever, <laughs> and that kind of aligns with this dude, Trevor who we see who goes over to the um, to the police and tells him about the the pig head. And, like, he's making, like, a, a big thing in the police. No, I was saying, he was telling when he was talking to the police, he was saying that there was a pig head in his bed. So maybe it was, like, you know, her husband or something like that. But... Yeah. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> the police were just like, I don't even care. Like, go find someone else who gives a shit, I think is what... Um, the, the captain says, I don't even remember his name. That's like how, like... That was a big red flag immediately like, for me. I thought, honestly, that he was going yeah. to have something to do with the whole <laughs> whole murder mm-hmm. thing. But. Yeah. And then, um, after that, uh, what what happens after that? Do we get to where Gerald meets his friend, um, Richard? Yes. I think that's what happens next. I believe he Check and out the bar. They... Yeah, and then they... <laughs> we get some more of that weird, awkward, like, um, music. No. And um, then they start singing <laughs> about the, the girl at yep. the bar, which is pretty funny. I guess that um, was kind of foreshadowing in a way, because who they were singing about once they go to the bar, which we'll get into, is... um, So... Gerald's friend Richard, which we don't really uh, get a big connection as to uh, how they're friends or anything like that, I don't think. Um, correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I don't think we get any any backstory or anything with them other than he's like a, a, a bug killer. He's a- yeah, exterminator. And he brings him along because Gerald, I guess, has a good nose. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... So they go to this bar, and I guess the bar is like, oh, you're actually showing up. And Richard's like, yeah, well, it's kind of my job. <laughs> so um, they go there, and then Richard has, like, the, the corniest, like, quote. He comes in, and he's like, hey, I know what your problem is. It smells like <laughs> shit. It's just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay, like, I, I understand. <laughs> And then they, they go into this room, and they're like, oh, it's probably just a bunch of rats and more stuff like this. More than a few this. rats. <laughs> yeah, it's more than a few rats, because he, like, pushes over this thing on the floor, and you see a couple of rats. And then I guess Gerald goes and looks, and, like, he just goes under, like, a random beam. And it's just like, here it is. It's, it smells. So, <laughs> That's 
I think Richard goes over there and he knocks it down and then there's like a dead body that swings down and it's it's the girl that they were singing about which I don't even remember her name even though they were singing about it which you would think when I'm singing about her name we would understand or like get to have her name imp- implanted in our brain but we don't um so we get that and then the police show up again and then they just don't really give a shit they tell the the doctor to not even um worry about telling anybody in the town which i thought tell me if you caught into this too they told the doctor to just respect her wishes for being um alone or something but they don't even like address any parents yeah or anything like that my second um watch through but i was very like okay so you just they literally want him to just take her body and bury her and not even do any autopsies or anything which is which is so weird man and then we jump to uh richard and um gerald again and i think you hear very briefly before we cut to that we hear richard say i have to go pick up my wife's car but we don't see them say it. I thought it was the police saying that, so I got really confused on that mm-hmm. part. And then we jump to them being in a different car, and then they go to like this um, this boathouse. I think like a family boathouse. Yeah, or like a store or something. Yeah, it's something like that. We don't really get like a lot of background on it, but I guess like his uh, Richard's wife is old because he's saying how much he hates her and all this other stuff, but. Mm-hmm. And then they um, um, say that Richard like flirts with other girls, so we already know like he doesn't really care about being with his wife. He's only with her for the money because I guess she's rich. And um, so there's another girl of person that Richard's wife was meeting, Nebs. I don't remember his first name, but I guess it's is it his daughter? Yeah, I believe so something like that and then um we get that i think her name is no it's not lillian lillian's the other girl this girl's name is i think i have it written down somewhere what is her name one second i want to see if i can find it i know i have it in my notes somewhere um crap i don't know we'll probably get to it later but um so Gerald gets out of the car because Richard tells her tells him to go away because I guess he wants to flirt with this girl or whatever because he thinks uh, she's cute. And um, then uh, Gerald says something about Richard's leg <laughs> <laughs> or something about it being fake, which was really weird. It's like, I don't really understand that. And then we jump to going into the building where Gerald meets another new character named Lillian. I guess he's playing a game. Uh, what was I think? It was like, I forget what the hell. It was Galaga. Yeah, I think it was Galaga. That's what it was. And she's like, oh, no one can ever beat me on this. And then Gerald, um, Gerald's like, oh, I can. I'll beat you right now. <laughs> and then he goes on and talks about um the computer and um stuff like that. And then we get some weird, like, She's talking about a monster or saying that he's a monster and he's cute for being a monster or some kind of weird like monster flirting <laughs> talk. I don't really know where that's you going. And then, um, <laughs> yeah. And then I think we go to them being back at Gerald's place, I believe. Yeah. I don't think I'm missing anything. And then, um, um, he, he asks if, he wants Lillian to have a Coke, or she wants a Coke, and it's so weird. She's is like, it a cold? Is it really called Coke? Like, what? what are you, I don't understand. Like, for how late in the 80s this is, I think Coke's been around for a long time. Unless she was thinking Didn't about, she say, like... Isn't it, is it a cold Coke? Yes, yeah, something... Did she say yeah. cold? She said cold? I, I, oh my god. So I think it's r- <laughs> wrong in my notes. I thought she said, is it called Coke? Alright, so that... That's why I put everything with subtitles on. <laughs> oh my god, I probably should have done that. I really should have. 
And then, um... Um, she's looking at his plane with his computer. He goes, this is, uh, Icarus. Um, you know, you can ask him anything. And, um, Mm -hmm. she, uh, she's asking questions about his computer. She walks over. She sees his older computer. And she goes, I like this one better. It looks a lot easier to use. Yeah. And this motherfucker, Mm -hmm. excuse my language, you can have it. (laughs) He's like, I can install this in your house. And she's like, you know, I... Not what I meant, but he's like, oh, you can have my computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, so this is just an excuse for him to get yeah. closer. He's sitting on her anything. <laughs> no, I know, right? Like, there's some really weird, like, not, I wouldn't really call it tension. It's just the flirting in, in this movie, I don't think it was over that well. Yeah. But I... But again, it's but like what We, we kind of know. Yeah. <laughs> And what we kind of know from, like, the director, too, because this is, like, his first horror movie, so I can kind of understand that he doesn't really know probably how to work that in this type of genre, but that's completely fine. Mm -hmm. And then, um, after that, we jump to, um, oh, wait, there's another another thing I want to point out, was, like, she asks the computer if Gerald's gay. (laughs) Like, it's, like... Like, I understand the time where this is, too, because I was, like, this is part of, like, the whole think towards this time and right before the 90s was like the whole like AIDS and gay like big movement yeah. and everything because we saw that a lot with um with Nightmare on Elm Street that was like another one that really um Nightmare on Elm Street too just to be exact is when things were getting really tense with like the gay community yeah. and everything so I, I can un- understand why they wanted to, why he put something in there but it was totally like it was not necessary at all yeah. um and then we jump to a bar scene with a bunch of people we have no idea who they are. So this is literally this movie is like expect to like kind of get close to these characters that we've seen a couple of times already to be thrown into another scene of people we have no idea who they are, but we're supposed to act like we know who they are. Um, so it's this girl Rita, Rita yep. talking to this this other guy and then I guess she gets well she's at a table with a bunch of other dudes and she gets a call and I guess it's someone who she's supposed to go meet up with and she's like oh yeah yeah I'll, I'll meet you right there and then we jump to where she's going and she's like in like and a tra- weird train yeah. it's like okay this isn't sketchy at all like I understand maybe <laughs> yeah and then like there's a yeah, the homeless guy is there, and then she keeps going further into the train yard, and it's just getting even more sketchy. Yeah, the like, oh, there you are. And then, um, well, I think she pulls out a cigarette or something and asks for like, oh, a light. She flew, I got my cigarettes then, at the bar. You got one? Yeah, yeah, she <laughs> forgot the cigarette. <laughs> and then, um, we see, um, from the side, the the character she's talking to like drops the the mask. So we're like, oh, okay, so. I mean, I kind of already knew from going to a sketchy train yard. Yeah, you gotta run the, that, um, the serial killer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then um, we, I was I paused it because right before you can kind of see, um, the character because she the person's not wearing the mm-hmm. mask. So I tried pausing and seeing if I could like zoom in or something to see the face. Yeah. And I couldn't really make it out. I mean, it's obviously like a, a like a stunt double or just somebody else on on the um. Yeah, on like yeah. the studio floor, or whatever, just putting on like that stuff. And then, um, one thing I do have to say about this movie, though, it's kind of it's got a little bit of, of balls because um, it really shows the axe hits. Uh, yeah. And I don't really think of many other slashers besides maybe Friday the Thirteenth, and I guess to an extent, um, Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street, but they don't do it that much. <laughs> do it just a little bit but in this one every time the killer is killing somebody we see every single oh yeah and um i was like wow i actually really wasn't expecting that i was like wow this is actually this is pretty ballsy for this time for really going in and seeing that but we don't really see a lot of gore and stuff like that because it's not really chopping off like limbs and stuff it's just kind of just piercing the skin and they're bleeding um um but yeah, so Rita gets 
So, yeah. And then, I think we... Investigation, I believe. Yeah, so the, the, the police come, and, um, so they're talking, it's like kind of like the same talk we got before, like, oh, just keep this hush-hush, hush-hush-hush, and then, um, the deputy, I think, because we only see, like, two police officers, like, throughout the whole movie, oh, yeah. besides, I think, the so very I do remember end. them mentioning that there's only two police officers in the town. Uh, I forget. Yeah, that, but, just... Yeah. I guess it's because they are like a small like small town or whatever it is, town, but still yeah. only two, two police officers. My, uh... And um, it's so funny because the the deputy comes over with a bag, right? With with the um Rita's purse, and then the, 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 the chief is like, "Go dust that for Prince." And there's like he's holding bare. the bag bare hands. <laughs> I saw that. It's like I okay. noticed that. Like, I had to rewind that two or three times to make sure I was hearing that right. I was like, really? You're going to tell him to go dust the evidence? I was like, oh my god, dude. Like, you really don't know what you're talking about. Or what you're doing. And then, um... Yeah. Uh, then I think we get a jump cut to Gerald going back to Lillian's place, which is the boathouse. Yep. And then um, the the caretaker is his name Jimmy. Jimmy, I think. Or I think it's yeah, Jimmy who helps um who helps Gerald bring I guess the computer equipment upstairs. Yep, and then we get some yeah, and then we get some weird um talking about the house. Where he's like, oh, how many rooms are in this place, or how big is this place? And then he's talking about like. Oh, there's a lot of rooms. There's like 29 rooms. Yeah. So I was like, oh, are they going to do something later on where they're going to be like going through a bunch of rooms? Like, that'd be really cool if they kind of like play on that mm -hmm. a little bit. But, um, no, no, they don't, they don't do anything like that. <laughs> nope. It's just like, what would have been a really cool idea. They just completely shut that down. At the end of the movie, which we'll get to, you don't get any of that. You don't even get any of it during the movie at all. You only see maybe two rooms out of the, the whole the whole place. So I was like, oh, maybe this is going to be foreshadowing for something. Yeah. No, they don't, they don't do anything like that. Context, you know? Yeah. And then we jump to that lady again from the beginning of the place who saw, who heard the place. lady. Yeah, and then she grabs a candle for really no. So her lights flickering. Was that happening before she grabbed the candle or after? Because I thought she was grabbing the candle just because I thought she was gonna go outside with it. She might have, but yeah, um, she grabs the candle. She didn't even light it either. But um, yeah, um, no, she goes like. She hears something outside, or like her windows like fly open, and she closes them. And then she, I think she goes to try to light it, and then her matches were dead, so she throws them. Oh, in the right, seat. that's right. And then she goes through her, I don't know, living room. I guess we'll just say. And then she goes into her room where I think we saw the pig's head yep. before. And then she lights it. I think she finds some more matches, and then she goes back, and then she sees this axe on the table, like. Her face is like, hmm, that's weird. <laughs> and then um, continues walking, and then I think we see the killer for like the third time, I think. But this time it's like more, you can see the killer more because he's got a little bit more screen time. Grabs the axe, and then she runs out. This part made me die uh -huh. laughing. So she runs out. <laughs> And then she goes to the the pig uh, pen, goes in, looks outside for literally, I'm not even kidding, five seconds. And she's like, oh, I don't see anything. Opens up the door and starts running and then gets killed. Um, that was one of my favorite kills, though, in this scene, actually, when he hides be, um, in the pig pen, when he's laying on the ground and he gets her ankle with the axe and then he hits her in the head. Yeah. I love that kill. It was it was pretty cool, but I was just like, dude, how stupid is this person? Did he look outside for one second? Oh, I'm good. Like, it was like, it had it been five seconds, like, oh, 
I don't hear anything. I'm not even going to wait just to see if I do hear anything. I, and she's like, oh, I'm just going to run. <laughs> and then chops up the ankle, and then he just goes ham on her. And like once again, you he see that, all the He accents. hits her in the face, too. Yeah, so it's some pretty brutal hits on in this movie. Like they they really have some balls. Um, and then, and then I have some really weird notes written in here, but go ahead. Oh, no, I was good. Sorry, I don't even know what I was going to say. To be honest, <laughs> I'm just trying to remember where okay. we're at in the movie. After that, uh, after that uh, I think it's Lillian and Gerald talking on the computer. That's right. Which is really weird because the computer talks yeah. every time it, it, you type something. It talks, but there's no speakers, and I don't think at that time computers had speakers. I don't. I don't know. I'm really. I'm only 28, guys. So like, obviously, I wasn't born in the 80s. <laughs> so I don't know if computers had speakers back then, but I don't ever remember them seeing them set up speakers or seeing anything that would give them like audio, yeah. unless yeah. they were only do not. So people could hear what was going that on. Too. I don't know. Um, it was such a basic like terminal, like too, like you know what I mean. Yeah, it was. It was super weird. And then, um, what I have is it a list of dead women that Gerald sends her? Yeah. Still or yeah. does she find that? I totally she forget. Found- no. She found it because he wasn't talking to her at the time, right? So he, she was trying to get um, information or trying to get him to talk. So she somehow was able to get his information off his computer. Because I think they're linked to yeah, the same, same um, like, uh, um, interface or something like yeah. yeah, like a server or like I forget what he called it. But yeah, it was like a server. So we get that. What it was, something like that. But yeah. Yeah. And then we jump to. I think they're at her place, right? Or some, oh, or the bar or something. Something I have it so they're talking. So they have they definitely got back together and started talking in person. Um, and now the movie kind of shifts, and I feel like they try to make Gerald seem really kind of out of place and not acting the way he was before. Because we got like the um the list of all the women that were killed recently. Mm-hmm. So they they're trying to kind of paint it like oh it's Gerald who's doing all the killing which is what I kind of was um uh realizing especially the second time watching because I watched the movie twice just to kind of make sure I was getting everything mm-hmm. right and oh no they're at they're not they're at the um a diner they're that's at the right. diner that's what it is and then um she gives him like a pen oh yeah no, uh, on the place that she works at her father's place. Yeah, and then we get um a new another new character, guys. So this is like what new character twenty, yeah. <laughs> um, who's who's the father? Which I don't I don't even remember his name. I just called him yeah, father. The priest. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, are you gonna be at um uh the church later?" And then she's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll be there." Blah 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 blah. She didn't show up. No, we get the whole like intro to this church which i thought oh is this going to be like a really big part of the story now that they're kind of introducing i think this is about halfway through the movie about like 45 minutes in i think mm-hmm. and this movie's on like an hour and a half long yeah. so we get um them singing and then him the um priest playing uh piano and then someone conducting and then um she he sees Lillian walk in like super late and then start singing. Um, and then that kind of, I think, falls off, right? I don't think we get any kind of other yeah, context other than... They shared a weird look to composer and the uh, priest. Except oh, yeah. like, suspicious, right. you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, really, another thing this movie starts doing is weird close-ups. I realize that they, they really zoom in on <laughs> people's faces, and they kind of do it, like, two or three times. Darren, I was like, he was, like, trying... The director... Or whoever was trying something new at this point, like, oh, we gotta spice up this film. We're gonna start doing really, really close ups. <laughs> um, so then we jump to Richard being um on the boat with Susan. So uh, this is her name. So now we, the lady we're talking about earlier, who I couldn't figure out her name, Susan. Uh, on 
on the boat and he's having an affair, essentially, having an affair on his wife. And um, we don't really get too much uh, talk about them as of now. We just kind of see them go off into and now place. Can... Yeah. Yeah. And then I think we jump back to the church after they talk about, honestly, I don't even remember what they talk about. Because there's the dialogue in this isn't the greatest in this movie, but it's also not really that memorable. Yeah. Uh, I should have probably put down some quotes. But then we jump back to the church where it's like all like the church ladies and stuff saying like, oh, I'm kind of afraid to go home yeah. and all sort of stuff because of all the, the killings. And um, I think it was the, the lady who was conducting the choir earlier yeah. kind of um, jumped to her house. Oh, yeah. Comes so, in, calls her dog. Yeah, she calls her dog. I I don't even remember the Ricky. dog's name. Ricky. Okay, you remember the yep, dog's name. <laughs> um, so Ricky. So it's just like we're trying to make a dog a big character now. Is what we're we're pretty much saying. Like, oh, okay, Ricky, where are you? We get like even a picture of the dog, and she's walking around, and then we start hearing this really loud drip, and I, dude, uh, I didn't like this. This is the. The loudest drip in cinema history, man. She's like on the other side of her house, which is a very, it seems like it's a pretty big house. And it's the loudest drip. It's blood like dripping from the ceiling into like a bowl. And it's so loud. I'm like, I don't even know how. What bothered me too, if that happened relatively recently. You know, how, there's no way that much blood would have, you know, dripped through the ceiling and all the frame and into that hole yeah. and into that steady, you know, like, flow of drips. Uh, yeah, like, it, it literally seeped through all the wood <laughs> and carpet, because I think it was carpet, into a bowl. And then we find out where the blood's coming from, and it's from her dog, Ricky. I'm like, first of all, I don't think dogs have that much blood. Because it was a really small dog. I don't yeah. remember what kind of dog it was, but I know it was a smaller, smaller dog. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. um, we get um, her going to a closet for no reason to grab a shotgun. Well, I mean, she kind of has well, a reason to get police, something. Her lines were cut. So she could Oh, that's right. That's right. Realizes it's empty. Realizes <laughs> Yeah, and then she, oh, this she reaches in, and then um, the uh, the killer's there and just chops off her fingers, which I thought was really cool. That was a cool special effect. Yeah. And then, once again, we see all the axe hits, and she's dead. Um, and what do I... I think we jump to... I don't think we get any police interaction this time, right? Uh, or is that later on? Later on, I believe. So we, yeah, because the, I think the, the cop goes to the um, the priest to tell tell yeah, him or whatever, and, and then she, um, oh wait, no, that's actually I'm thinking of a different scene. Uh, I was thinking of when she he was talking to the carpenter in the church. Oh, we co- we totally skipped yeah. that whole thing. I had that written down <laughs> here too. So backtracking a little bit after we get Rita. Rita's, yeah, after we get Rita's um kill. Um, for some reason, the uh, cop knew the carpenter was at Sleeping the... with him, with her. Yeah, because I guess she had, she had a name in her book, which... Oh, you yep. okay? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> Technical difficulties. Um, yeah, that's that's completely fine. Uh, just a poster fell, guys, just for all of our audio listeners. <laughs> Um, so he's like, oh, so you killed Rita because you, she has uh, your name in her book. And then we find out later that pretty much every dude's name in in this little town is in her book. So it's like, that's kind of like a, not really a a good lead. Um, So so going back to after we get that lady's death, we get some more computer talk. And then Ludling's telling Gerald, like, oh, I'm scared and all this stuff. And then 
they're typing and then she's like oh come meet me and it says come meet me at and then it's like a long pause like it doesn't even disclose the location And then it jumps to them being at the boathouse. Yep, they're sitting by or uh, something. The swings, I believe, right? Or is that later? Right? Maybe, maybe it was the swings. Yeah, because this is when we start getting some um, more backstory, which I don't know how I feel about getting information like this at the kind of the tail end of a movie. Because I feel like if they did this earlier on, it would have probably caused a little bit more tension and suspense. Mm-hmm. But Lillian goes on to tell Gerald about. Her cousin Charlie. Charlie. I think it was cousin yep. Charlie. And then she's like, Oh, there was one day where he was like upsetting me or something, and they were really young and they were on the swings. And she was pushing. She was pushing him, and he goes flying off and gets a concussion and then ends up in like a mental institution or something. Yep. And then, uh, it was like six years ago or something like that. And she's like, I think he's behind all these killings, which we don't really get any context as to why he would be out there killing women if he's locked up in a hospital. So this is where things kind of start falling apart a little bit for me. This is why I feel like if it was earlier on and it was a little bit more ties to it, I think it would have worked out a lot more. Um, And then... I think this is when we start going to the next part of when the the chief goes to see the father and he's talking to to the father and to me I feel like they kind of shift how the the father's acting because he seems a little dead inside. Yeah. Did you did you get that like what he's saying? He's like, "Oh, she's dead." Oh, oh man. No way. That can't be. <laughs> You know, it's very, um, it's very weird. And then, um, wait, no. So now we get to the swing scene, I think, because I think before they were, they were talking at a different place because it was at night. And now I have written down here that there was like the swinging that goes some like, um, overdubbed grunting. So we get a little bit more like Gerald, like mess, like upsets, um, Lillian, for some reason, I don't remember why. I think he she was mad because he wasn't talking to her on the computer. He wasn't there. Yeah, I think that, I think that sounds about right. So she starts pushing him, and then we get like a weird little flashback or something of her being young with Charlie on the swing, and then we get some really really weird like overdubbed grunting <laughs> of her like pushing uh, the swing. Yep. And and then um. <clears throat> Something happens in between. Uh, I think we Gerald and Lillian, I believe, and then he makes a joke saying, "Oh, I can just picture your cousin flying off the swing," and just look yeah. at my face like, "Really?" He ended up in the mental institution. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, and then I think there was some point in between all of this. We go back to Susan and Richard, which I didn't write any notes down because it wasn't really that important. They just find a. Girl's head, oh, yeah. like at the motor, because they're trying to start it. Um, but I don't think that really leads to anything. But I think after the whole swinging incident, we get um Richard's wife with the the um the choir director or whatever the new um pianist for the uh, church. Yep. There, because before she goes to see, I guess it's her. Her bank manager or something says that she's like bankrupt, oh, shit. and then she goes out drinking. Then um, we get a uh, her being killed, uh, because she runs almost into a tree or something that's broken down, and then like the, the dude dies from her stopping yeah, too hard. Yeah, I don't who or... that guy was to be honest. I don't remember meeting him. We we saw him once because uh, I think. When the priest was talking to the policeman, he was like, Oh, that's person? right. He showed up at the choir. So once again, it's like another quick introduction of somebody we don't really know or care about. <laughs> um, uh, so after that, she stops. She gets a bump on her head. She gets out of her car and tries to run or something. For a second to kind of nice and clear her head. The turn signal's turned on. Yeah. 
Um, and then she goes, Sarah. yeah. And then we see the the killer in the car. Yep. And then um, yep. she we get like a little bit of a chase scene, which really wasn't, wasn't um, much. So it was a classic. Oh, I tripped. I can't move. Then she yeah, tripped. which we still do to this yeah. day. Um. So we get that, and then we jump to. I think um, Gerald cutting wood. Yep. So this is like another link to of like oh I guess Gerald's the killer because Richard I guess shows up there and like says oh I don't know where my wife is because yeah. I went back and her suitcase was packed or emptied and all that. Yeah, like got no money, and then um, Gerald tells him like oh I'm going to see Lillian and I guess he's like oh well you got you spend too much time with her. You guys too much on the computer. I guess you're gonna start turning into a microchip or something, something microchip. stupid. And microchip. then, <laughs> and then, um, after he seems a little upset saying that, but then after he's like, "Oh well, have fun, safe sex." <laughs> I was like, "What?" Okay. And then I wrote down here because everybody. It seems like everybody now has an axe. Gerald has an axe, and then we get to, um, this is like the ending. Of the movie, the big reveal, I guess, is what we get. Um, where Lillian, I don't even know why she starts like going down. I think she might hear like one noise or something. Or something, she heard something. Well, yeah, we don't get like too much context as to why she's like going down into this part of the house to lock a door, but she grabs an axe and it's like, oh, okay, so she has an axe now, and Gerald had an axe, so. What's going sure. on here? So she goes to like the bar area and locks the door before we're we're supposed to suspect the killer. Mm-hmm. But she goes up to her room with the axe. But once you see who, like, see the hands and what this person's wearing, you can clearly tell this is not the killer because they're not wearing the same getup as the actual killer. It's got black gloves and like a tight blue jacket which I think we saw Gerald wear earlier in the film. So we're like, okay, I guess it's Gerald. So he tries to open up the door and can't get in there. And then he finds like the side window and, um, on in. yeah. And then we get some, I guess they're trying to build up here, which doesn't really work that yeah, well. I don't really get like any tense, but like you get that one little creak that she hears. <laughs> Yeah, and it's funny. It's funny because he's trying to go up the stairs like so quietly, and then he hits his boot going up on one of the steps. It's like, oh, okay, so whatever. And then she walks out, and Gerald's there and confronts her, and it's like, I know who you are. I know your history. Um, you're Charlie. And then she's like, What are you talking about? I know I'm not. And she's like, He's like, I'm the only one who knows about your mental history here in this town or yep. whatever. And then we get the kind of big reveal. Of the, well, we don't even get even like yet. A, um, like, and she doesn't even start acting weird. She's still like her same yeah. self. So it's like I was expecting some like real big like personality switch, but nothing happens other than her make a weird face and grab an axe. Yeah. Um. But he does some like real overacting. Like, there's like way too much overacting. He's like turning his head. So much, and he's like sweating so much, or it's probably I sweat. Just think it was raining, yeah. and it's like, no, Lillian, I know who you are. And it's like turning your head, and like, and then they start fighting with the axe and run downstairs, and then we get um a little bit of a chase scene where they're kind of fighting back and forth, and he grabs the axe and she starts running away. But I think before this, I forgot to say is that the police say after they find um Richard's dead wife, stop. they're like, oh, we should probably go and stop by that place just to make sure like everything is okay because it was like along the way yeah. or whatever because yeah. i think the priest showed up there or some something it was like not nothing really important to touch up there but we hear the sirens coming and then um lillian's running out the door and we see gerald running with the axe i mean obviously <laughs> at this point you see the police there <laughs> It's like, okay, well, this is obvious. They're like, okay, well, Gerald's the killer. Shotgun. And then um, they're like, oh, no, stop, stop, stop. Um, So we get kind of a twist ending. I don't think the payoff was that great, personally. Mm. I don't know how you I felt, felt it about it. More, a little better. 
Yeah, better. they definitely could have. Um, sort of like, oh, okay, well, it's okay, Lillian, you're safe it's now. Gonna be no and then count. we get, yeah, and then we kind of get like a, I guess they're trying to go for like a shock thing, That's like, um, yeah, almost like a superweight camp thing at the end with the face, like, ha, ah, and they kind of hold on that for a while, but I don't think it was really that impactful. Yeah. But, um, that's pretty much summing up, um, Edge of the Axe. Uh, so we, we both saw this on Shudder. And if you guys aren't, uh, subscribed to Shudder, you guys need to be. They are a horror streaming service for, I think, it's five ninety nine a month, or like less than sixty dollars a year. They have originals on there. They um try to get a lot of uh horror movies and not even just horror, like thriller and um and chillers and stuff like that from like all over the world. It's not just like English movies. It's like everything from everywhere. And they recently got their hands on a movie that um it's actually a pretty big deal. Which I think we might have to do. Well, actually, I don't even know if I want to do a podcast on this because of how controversial this oh, film is, oh, and there's a lot to do. It's um the devils. The devils. Uh, and so it's a movie. I won't really jump too much into it, but it's like a a movie that's been banned over and over and over again because of how controversial it is with like um you know faith and all this other stuff. It's really good, so. I highly recommend you guys um, getting Shutter. Uh, I yeah, I can't. I can't speak highly enough of like what they what they do and the, their community. And I mean, Joe Bob Briggs is on there. If you guys don't know who Joe Joe Bob Briggs, he did Monster Vision back in the nineties on like um, I think it was what Spike TV or whatever it was called back then. And um, he's on there. He has his new season coming out. I think next month. I think he's got a season coming out next month of um, Joe Bob's Lost Driving, which is amazing. I love that show so much. And um, what's really cool is that his co-host, uh, Darcy the Mail Girl, has been trying to get all of the old uh, Monster Vision uh, tapes and stuff from like way back when, and they're trying to convert it to make a giant collection of all the old Joe Bob Briggs Monster Vision stuff, which would be so awesome. That's something that everybody should own. Yeah. Yeah. And then another two uh, companies I want to talk about that I have been supporting a lot and I love to death um, is one whose cavity colors, which I'm actually wearing one of the shirts right now. Um, that, I think that one's Cavity Colors. Or was that Fright Rags? It came in the uh, green package. So I think it was Cavity Colors. Oh, so that was Cavity Colors. So um, I was I kind of get them confused sometimes because they they both do like the exact same thing. But um, Aaron and I are both wearing um Cavity Colors sweatshirts because they're super comfy and they have amazing Very shirts. Warm. Um, Very warm. they do prints of pretty much any horror movie. Um, they're uh, releasing things almost every Wednesday, if not every Wednesday, it's like every other Wednesday. The upcoming one, which I'm very excited for, is um, Godzilla vs. King Kong, which is next Wednesday, I believe, is when they are releasing the new line. And then um, Fright Rags, which is also really cool, they just came up with a new, um, I think, reprinted uh, Leprechaun stuff, which I bought, which I think is being sent in I haven't the mail. seen those movies in forever. <laughs> I know. We sh- I, I almost wanted to... Re- review uh that but it was already past uh St. Yeah. Patty's Day. But I mean we can do that whenever. Um but for anybody who wants to kind of be part of the conversation and watch what we're watching, we do are pretty much gonna be focusing mainly on shutter films right now because we both have that and we both know what's reliable and we can pick whatever you want from there. And just watch it together or whatever, and then we can talk about it. So we'll be doing that. I don't know what movie we'll do next. Maybe we'll pick that here. So that way, um, anybody listening, they want to join in on that conversation. So let me go on Shutter right now and see what we can do.
But uh, what's your final thoughts on Edge of the Axe? Um, overall, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's your typical 80s slasher film. Um, I did enjoy the, you know, Sleepaway-esque uh, twist at the end. Um, yep. But, like I said, I agree with you. I think they could have built up the ending a little bit more. But other than that, I enjoyed it. Uh, I give yeah. it a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10? Oh, Don't wow. Um, <laughs> let's see. So, as we kind of figured, this is the director's um first horror movie, which I forget his name. It's like Jose... Um, Let me look it up real it's quick. It's Jose Ramon Larraz. Okay, well, you can definitely say that a little bit better <laughs> than me. So this is pretty much like his first um, horror movie, and there was a um, a mix between English and Spanish actors on set. So um, uh, I think the only semi-famous actor who came out of this was Paige Mosley, because he was in some other stuff. I was looking it up earlier. Mm-hmm. I didn't add any of it to my list, but I can go. Let's see. And look it up right now and see what movies he was in because I think there was a couple of them that were um kind of big. Um, so he was in What's Love Got to Do with It and um Girls Night Out, which I think were two pretty big movies at the time, and um The Jigsaw Murders, which I think was also a pretty big movie. So he was like the only one who really came out of this movie. Did I more. think that kind of had a career. Yeah wasn't a long career, career. but um, <laughs> he was definitely he, he at least he branched out and did other things. So um, you know what I love too actually is the uh, Spanish version of the uh, name of the movies, uh, El Fielo del Hacha. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, there was also multiple um posters which the one i think i have on screen right here i think is a spanish poster and then the one on shutter i think is the american release I love they're both I love both really good um but as i'm going through shutter i don't know like i kind of want to do classics that we know but i also want to do things we've never seen yeah. before so maybe next week we'll do one that we both have seen we'll do like a throwback or something and, yeah, maybe we should, um, oh, man, I don't know if we should do it this early in the year of Halloween. Hey. Or should we keep that for There's later? There's enough of them we can do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. So maybe we'll do my all-time favorite and actually the very first horror movie I think I've ever seen, um, Halloween. So we'll probably do it. That's on Shutter, and I think it's on pretty much everything. You can get it anywhere. It's such an easy movie to find. Yeah. So maybe we'll do some um, some reviews on that next Saturday because this will be a Saturday podcast. And for anybody who wants to know, yes, we are streaming this on Twitch. So for anybody who's um, listening to it on Spotify or Apple or any other place that you guys tune in, if you want to see this live and come join the conversation in the chat because we would like to open up, like after this time, after we're done, um, kind of reviewing and talking about all the plot points and everything of whatever movie we're talking about. We want to open up to the chat and if you guys have any questions or anything that you guys have that we didn't notice in the movies. So um, our Twitch, which I'll be linking it and everything, is twitch.tv slash hideout underscore podcast. Um, so that'll be every Saturday streamed live at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Mm-hmm. And then I will be trying to get this uploaded for Sunday or directly after we're done with the podcast. I'll be trying to get it processed and sent out to all the other places so people can listen to it. I don't know if it will be video formatted in those areas, but um, it will at least be all audio. So, um, For our first podcast, I think this went pretty well. <laughs> I think so. <clears throat> Um, I just got to work on my notes a little bit more. I want to try to go in depth with um, really going on who the cast is mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So I think yeah, 
the more reviews we do, the more comfortable we get with things. We'll kind of understand a better format. Like I've had the uh, so, like, had, like Google page for the movie pulled up the whole time just in case, you know, to pack. Yeah, I did that too. <laughs> yep. But um, this is this is awesome, man. And um, Aaron's like my best friend, so I've always I've been trying to do stuff with him for a long time, and I figured, hell, let's do a goddamn podcast. Why not? Oh, we'll um, we'll go and just say fuck it. Talk about things we love and talk, <laughs> even if we're just talking nonsense. Who cares? You know, it's uh, it's fun to kind of just sure. sit here. I mean, we're doing all this on Zoom. We're doing it COVID safe. Um, we don't want to get anybody sick, and um, we both have actually been tested positive for COVID, so we kind of already have it in our system. But regardless, we're going to be getting our shots anyway as soon as those come live to us. So I encourage everybody else, please get your damn shots. Get your shots, wear your masks, and just, just be safe. <laughs> yeah, concerts, man. We're both metalheads, which we will definitely be reviewing some music. And speaking of music, Rob Zombie released his oh, new yeah. album. And that was awesome. And, um... Oh, crap, I wish I had the vinyl here, but I have the vinyl. I got the box set and a vinyl. And um, I'm giving some of it to Aaron over here and some other stuff coming in. And I actually have a Rob Zombie mask right here, which he actually gave me. And it rocks. Um, yeah, the new album, it's weird. It's um, what they were saying. It was supposed to be a heavier Rob Zombie, which it definitely yeah. is. It's got like a really weird cult vibe to it and a lot of like intermissions. So like after every song. They're playing like a weird little like um in commercial, I guess is the best way yeah. to say it. And um, the music videos are pretty good too. I mean, the music videos, uh, they're never disappointing though, you know. And the tra- title mm-hmm. tracks too, I love them. <laughs> and, all right. And um, we've seen Rob Zombie what three three times two right times. now? It's like yeah. three times. Uh, I think um, all with Manson too. Yep, all with Manson, uh, Twins of Evil. So if anybody listening, if you guys have been to any of the Twins of Evil concerts, let us know. And um, I would love to know your experiences and see if you guys thought that Marilyn Manson was awful <laughs> every single time, just like we thought he was. Um, Especially just walking off stage and not really uh, caring about anything. There was that one time we saw them when he literally dropped the mic and just walked yeah. off at the end of a set. He didn't even say anything. He's like, I'm just done. Bye, guys. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this podcast, I just want it to be very open. So I don't want anybody to take us too serious unless we start going on serious topics, which I don't think we really will be. We're just going to be reviewing movies. And... Talking horror. Yeah, I'm a huge horror fan. Aaron is a horror fan, but he's not to the extent oh, no. I am. So I do apologize if it seems like I'm talking more than he is. It's because I'm also trying to educate him I'm just a little just bit. Like <laughs> yeah, so um, this is this is fun, and um, I hope you guys are learning some stuff out there too. And if there's anything that we missed from this movie, and you guys want to let us know, please don't be afraid to comment or reach out to us. All the social medias and everything will be linked to um, whatever source you guys are going to be listening to on this, I'll find a way to get that all there so you guys can follow us. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So if you guys have any requests too of any movies that we should uh, review uh, at some point, go right ahead. I'll start writing a list down. Uh, I think that about covers everything, right? I think so. Is there anything that we missed? Is there anything that you want to touch on before uh start closing out here? Um... I think we hit just about anything, so if anyone has that may be watching, has any questions. Yeah, let me see. Um you know, I wasn't really expecting a lot yeah. today. It's a but, good um, that's completely try fine. run, you know, for the first time. Yeah. Um I think the two viewers are us. I think the two viewers are us. Yeah, probably, <laughs> just to get something on here. Um Yeah, not. But I think yeah, closing I think we're um we're pretty good with uh what we're going to be doing from here on yeah. out. We'll probably be 
messing with formulas um, as we go, but right now we're going to stick to just this. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think uh, we'll see you guys probably next Saturday. I will be uh, letting everybody know on all the socials of what movie we'll be watching next Saturday, which as you guys can hear now and hear is Halloween. Halloween. Not Halloween 2018. Not Halloween Rob Zombie. Halloween 1978. So, um, I also want to let you guys know I'm a huge Michael Myers fan, so be prepared for some Michael Myers trivia. And for stuff that you guys don't know, I'm going to be working on that probably tonight because I have tomorrow and the next day off from my actual job, so I'm going to be going and refining all of my uh, Myers facts. I guess you can Quick, say. Michael Myers fun fact. And Quick, whole... Michael, Myers. <laughs> um, Michael Myers fun fact. Oh man, I don't know if I want to do that right now because I the one I want to say right now, this definitely talks about the first okay, movie. We'll wait. But um, but I will say that he's over six feet he's tall. He's a big dude. Very very big. I'm six one, and I think he's about six five, six six. Yeah. So, um, okay, still some of them. All right. <laughs> I think closing out here, um, we'll see you guys next week. And uh, hopefully you guys have a great rest of your week. Um, don't do anything stupid. Number one thing I want you guys to do is go watch some horror movies. Go support short um, films. Go support any indie films. Anything that's not released in theaters. I want you guys to go support that. It doesn't even have to be like um, English-based uh, movies. You know, we watch, obviously we're English, and who knows, maybe you guys are from a different country. So go support English, no, <laughs> movies, or whatever it is. Wherever you guys are, go support something different. And um, support the small dudes, you know? Yeah, it's not all about what you see on the big screen. Yeah, especially with theaters not really being open right now. You guys kind of have to go and support whatever is coming out. Even if it's on HBO Max, or if it's on Shudder. Go go get some Shutter and another um, cool streaming service. If you like the B style of movies, is Full Moon Features. They are also really cool, and um, maybe we'll pull some movies from there at some point. But um, that about wraps it up, guys. And thank you guys so much for listening, and so much for lending you our soul for about an <laughs> hour. A little bit after an hour, your soul will be returned back to you. I promise. Um, I thank you guys so much for <laughs> for hanging out with us, and we will see you guys next time. And once again, this is the Baron's Hideout Podcast, and I will see you guys later. This is Dustin signing off. And this is Aaron. Peace out. And we'll see you guys later. <laughs>